0: Good morning, VLCC. Happy Easter to you. Jesus is alive this morning. You know, this is the holiday for us believers. As Christians, this is the staple of our year. This is what validates our faith. This is what gives us life. The fact that Jesus rose from the dead. He conquered death. He has given us life through that. Amen. Today, as you spend time with your families, maybe you are at home, maybe you are at work, wherever you're at, I ask that you will remember and celebrate that Jesus rose from the dead. I love to see the kids run around hunting for eggs. I love to see them Their excitement in their faces when they open them up and see candy or money or toys—that's so much fun. Uh, uh, Today, I'm probably gonna grill some burgers with my my little ones and Bethany, and and we're gonna go hunt eggs. But but you know, we started out this morning as a family in prayer. We prayed and told them the story of Easter, because we want our kids to know the really the real meaning of Easter. Jesus is alive. He died on the cross, but he rose again on the third day. So as believers, let's just keep that at the center of our focus. Have fun. Let them do the, 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 the Easter hunts. Let them celebrate. Eat some good food. But most importantly, focus on Jesus inwardly. Amen. Think about what he's done. Think about what it means for him. Um we love you guys let's pray and i'm going to talk about this the resurrection what it means for us uh and and what it's done it's an event in history that that could uh not be denied uh but for us believers it's not just an event in history it's it's so much more than that it is life amen so let's pray father i thank you For this resurrection morning, I thank you, Lord, that you have made a way where there seemed to be no way. Where there was death, you brought life. Thank you for that, Father. Thank you for sending your Son to die on the cross and to be the champion and rose again. He rose again from the dead, Father, on this day in history, Lord. Father, we celebrate that this morning. We give you glory and Father, I pray that you help us, Lord, comprehend the words that are going to be spoken today, the scriptures, Lord, and that you would help us apply it into our lives, Lord. The biggest sign of a risen Christ is a risen people. Thank you, Jesus, for your resurrection. I no longer have to live in sin, dead in my sin, but I can be alive with your Spirit. The same Spirit that rose you from the dead lives in me this morning so I can have life and live it abundantly and live it according to your word and your purpose. We thank you, Father. We give you all the glory and I ask that you will be a part of the rest of our service this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We'll be right back, guys. Because he lives, we can live tomorrow. Welcome back, guys. This morning we're going to be talking about the resurrection of Jesus. Amen. You know, there's uh <laughs> it's a wonderful time of the year for it to come, you know. There's so much going on uh in our world. There's so much confusion and so much fear and darkness, and I think today is a wonderful day. For us to refocus on what really matters, amen. Jesus rose from the dead this morning to give us life, and you know, He has rose from there to give us health, to give us freedom. He has conquered the sting of death, amen. And so, we have an opportunity today to just refocus, to set everything else as I turn everything else off, and just focus on the resurrection of Jesus, and the power that that came to be. Amen. Um, In order to get into this message this morning, I want to take you to the last book of the Bible, Revelation. Revelation has always been a book that scares me to look into or to study, right? Uh, I think it's kind of intimidating for most believers. Uh, Of course, if you're one of those Super saints, then you're probably not very intimidated about many things and, and you can do all things through Christ. But for some of us, there's some things that are intimidating in the word of God because, you know, they're they're uh, uh, um, they have this certain certain stigma behind them of of what they're telling you or what they're supposed to be. Or maybe there's some things in there that we don't understand. So, I, I mean, I get it. But I want to take you to one scripture from the book of revelation and that's Revelation chapter 1 verse 18 and it reads like this it says i am the living one i died but look i am alive forever and ever and i hold the keys of death and the grave amen i being jesus i am i am the living one jesus said i died but look, I am alive forevermore, and I hold the keys to death in the grave. Amen? Your Jesus, my Jesus, the He conquered death, and He holds the key. It is in His hand. He holds the key to the kingdom. Amen? That is His. The wonderful news about that is that we serve a, a, a Jesus that, that wants to be in relationship with us, and we can become co-heirers of those keys of that kingdom we can conquer we can conquer death because jesus conquered death if we believe and we live and we hide our lives in christ then we can also conquer these things you know once he died but he rose again i want you to think about that ain't that wonderful we serve a god that can conquer death that's you know death is is some of us is big as fear Maybe not necessarily for your death, but maybe your family member's death. Maybe your son or your daughter or your mother or your father and so on. Some of you guys, your pet. That's okay. But we fear death. Isn't it wonderful that we don't have to fear death if the king of kings, the 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 man that we claim to follow and to model our life after, if he conquered death, if he has the keys in his hand, then what is there for us to fear? If our God is for us, then who can be against us? He conquered death. He's for us. We conquer death. It may not we may not conquer death physically, but we will conquer death because we will never die. We got, Jesus came and died on the cross and rose again from the dead that we may have eternal life. Amen? And and, and that is it, an eternal life in in, in a, an, an eternal relationship with him. I love Easter. It is my favorite holiday because it is it's what gives me as a Christian. My identity. That I am not following a philosopher. I am not following uh, just a prophet or just a good teacher. But I am following a resurrected God who is alive today and He's alive this morning and He will be alive tomorrow and He was alive yesterday and He's never going to change and He wants to be a part of your life to make you live. He wants to come into the tavern of your heart, get all the cobwebs off, clean up all the dust and breathe his life into your life. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Amen. He once died, but now he's got the keys. We read that in Revelation, the last book of the Bible, Revelation chapter 1, verse 18. That wasn't too intimidating, was it? Uh you know maybe we'll give it a chance uh, you know I, as a christian i love the meaning of christmas christmas is fun i love the the tradition behind it but you know easter is what really validates christmas easter uh, you know christmas is we celebrate the birth of jesus uh but but in easter we celebrate the resurrection from the dead you know without the cele- without the, the the resurrection of the dead you know the the things behind uh behind that would have been just another story uh just another person proclaiming things but 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 because of easter the story of christmas and anything in between that amen has 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 a stamp of approval so without any further notice let's read into the resurrection story, amen? Let's read a little bit into the resurrection story. And after that, I want to move into what what does that mean for us? We'll talk a little bit about the cross. We'll talk a little bit about uh, what the resurrection brings for me in my life. Not that everything is about me, but praise God that I'm a beneficiary of His work. This thing is not about me and it's not about you. It's about a God who loves us and is worthy of all the glory. But that glory comes when we see our places in the kingdom, the benefits from it, and the authority that we get from there. And we live a life of of surrender to the Lord and and, and of of, uh, giving glory to Him. We can only do that when we see where we are, where we stand with God. So that's why it's important for us to look at the cross, look at the resurrection and see what's in it for us, not in a selfish way, but in an empowering way to live how God has called us so that he may get the glory. So we're going to just kind of dig into that before we get any further. Let's read the resurrection story. Amen. I'm going to be reading it from Luke chapter 24. I'm going to read seven verses starting in verse one out of the New Living Translation. So Luke 24 verses 1 through 7 And they read like this But very early on Sunday morning The women went to the tomb Taking the spices they had prepared They they found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance So they went in But they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus As they stood there puzzled Two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground. Then the man asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he had told you back in Galilee, that the son of man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and that he will rise again on the third day. Amen. Hallelujah. That should send goosebumps down your back. It should make you shout. It should make you jump, run, do a backflip, do a headstand, do something. Amen. That needs to move you. That needs to move you. What we just read needs to shake you to the core and testify in your heart that your faith is real. Your faith is real. What we believe here this this morning, this Sunday morning where you are at, it is a real deal. It is the it is the 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 hope for our life. It is the reason for all the seasons, amen. It is a wonderful truth that we need to take in our hearts and, and deposit. And in the hardest of times, amen, in the hardest of times, you need to bring that back up. He, because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Let's go back uh, to Luke 24, chapter 1, what we just read. And I want to show you just a couple of things, amen. It says that very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. Right, So they showed up ready to finish what they started. They they, they they showed up ready to finish the burial. That says something about their faith. Now, I am not in any way, shape, or form saying that I would have done anything different. But I just want to show you how the human, all human right? Soul, mind operates, okay? They had seen the king of kings die on the cross. The the Messiah had just died. The person they believed was going to be their savior, Jesus, their master, their friend, the person who they love. They had just seen him die on the cross. They had seen him be put in a tomb and they were going to go finish the burial ceremony. They did not show up to see if he was alive, They showed up to finish burying him in in, in a sense. Amen. You know, that should challenge our faith. That should challenge your faith and my faith. Am I expecting too little from Jesus this morning? Am Am I expecting Jesus to do just a little bit? Or maybe I'm not expecting him to do anything. We need to expect more from a big God. I think sometimes we expect more from our big giants that we face rather than the big God who who we serve. We need to make up our mind. Are you all in this and you're going to trust the big God or are you going to let the giant of life knock you down? You know, they showed up just to finish the burial, but they were pleasantly surprised. Amen. You will be surprised if you trust Jesus. And when you least expect it, you will be surprised by a mighty God that we serve they showed up early in the morning Sunday morning, and they 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 were there they took the spices they were they had prepared and they were going to finish the burial ceremony when they showed up, they found that that stone had been rolled away from the entrance so right give me one second my phone locked up here we go they found that the stone had been rolled away. From the entrance, so they went in, but they didn't found didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. now that, that that's going to be a, 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 a troubling sight you know like I said, I don't claim to have more faith than anybody, you know but 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 you know, just to walk into the tomb where you know Jesus was supposed to be and he's not there, all of the sudden, they stood there puzzled, and two men suddenly appeared, two angels of the Lord right appeared. The women were terrified and bowed on their faces to the ground. And then they asked, then the man asked one of the most awesome questions. It's a question that makes a great statement. You know, you ever try to, you ever ask people questions trying to make a point? (laughs) I'm very good at that. But this is exactly what they're doing. They're saying, look, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Amen? Let our faith be bigger than our circumstances. Jesus is alive and He has empowered you to live an an active life of, of faith that can strengthen and will get you through anything you can face in this life. It may not be pleasant at first, but joy will come if you trust Jesus. Amen? If Jesus would not have raised from the dead, then everything he said and everything that he did would have been of no benefit, no credibility, no uh, power to you and I. The resurrection of Jesus is what gave everything he ever said and everything he ever did uh, uh, credibility. Because of his work on the cross and on the third day rising up again then everything that he said has has brought finally has an approval it has a a a, um, validity it has credibility there's weight behind that amen i want to show you another scripture in first corinthians chapter 15 verse 14 says and if christ this is very important verse i want you to really get this 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 14. And if Christ has not been raised, then all our preaching is useless and your faith is useless. This is a letter from Paul uh, uh, writing to the church in Corinth. 1 Corinthians 15, 14. This is what he says. He says, And if Christ has not been raised then all our preaching is useless and your faith is useless. Amen? And that just proves the point that I was just telling you. If Jesus did not raise from the dead, then everything we're doing, all our, all our church services, all our masses, all our reading, all our praying, everything that we do in the name of, of faith is useless. Because there's no weight, there's no power, there's no reality to it. There's no ump to it, right? There's no weight. If Christ was not risen, then everything that we do is useless. How terrible would it be for for us to do something for our entire life just to find out that it was a fake? You see, people, sometimes they live... Uh, Follow a certain religion, a certain practice, a certain discipline. Just you know, but but they never really see uh, uh, the the fruit of it. As Christians, we're different. We get to see the the fruit, Amen, of the Word of God, of the power of God moving in our lives. Your prayers get answered. Your life get transformed. uh, you, You get set free. Your family gets set free. There's joy. Amen. There is there is a a, a a peace that comes even in the midst of circumstances. You can feel the fruit of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We live a, a, in a in a in a world that is fallen and, and and is led by emotions by um, a system of the world. But you and I are not like that. We are citizens of another world. We believe in the resurrection of Jesus, and that is what is going to drive us through this life. Amen? Because if Jesus did not rise from the dead, then your faith, my faith, and everything that we do in the name of faith would have been useless. But that is not so. Why? Because He is risen. He is not here. He is alive forevermore. He is alive and active. Amen? He a God who is not dead. He is surely alive. And He's living on the inside of you and me. And He He's still the King of kings. He's still on the throne this morning. He is the God who lives in you and me and in this world. He reigns forevermore. Amen. Now, the resurrection of Jesus is powerful. You know, the cross is powerful. I want to read to you just a little bit about the cross. The cross... Okay, and the resurrection of Jesus are co-workers. You know, that co-worker that you really love working with and and sometimes you even get up and you know that just because you get to work with this person that your day is going to be a good day. Even if you're having a bad day, you know, some people you have that co-worker, some of you guys might not, you may not have that co-worker, and I'm sorry, but you know. There's some co-workers that you're like, man, I'm going to get up and, you know, it's hard. But I know that so-and-so is going to have my back. They're going to they're going to hook me up. They're going to they're going to carry me for the day. Right. In a in sense, I mean, they're, they're going to be hurting after the day, but they're going to do it because today, I'm, you know, they're doing it for me. Tomorrow, I'm going to do it for them. Their cross and, and the resurrection of Jesus are co-workers. Amen. they co-workers. The cross is a sign of forgiveness. The resurrection is a sign of empowerment. I'm going to say that again for those of you guys in the back. Those of you guys in the balcony right up there in in the overflow room. It says, the cross is a sign of forgiveness. The resurrection is a sign of empowerment. Amen. I want to read to you from Romans chapter 3, verse 25. It says this, for God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right. With God, when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood, this sacrifice shows that God has been fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in time past. Let me just let me just read that to you. OK, it says people are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. Do you believe that Jesus died on the cross this morning? Do you believe that that's the only way you can be made right? There's nothing you can do. No religious act. No work. No good work. No job. Not a amount in your bank account. Doesn't matter the price tag on your clothes. It doesn't matter what you're driving. Nothing else can bring forgiveness. There's only one way and his name is Jesus. He said it, I am the way. No one comes to the Father except through me. The cross is a sign of forgiveness. Do you believe that this morning? But the cross, amen, is a sign of forgiveness. But it doesn't stop there. Listen, God is not there just to forgive you and for you to believe and say a little prayer and then walk away. That is not the God that we serve. Some of us can be like that. When we start something, we walk away. We don't finish it. You know, I'm the world's worst i can't even I can't even close a cabinet after I open it that's how bad I am i'll open a cabinet to get a bowl or to get some when I'm cooking the spice or something, and I never close it or I open the spice and i never i never i just leave it there. You know as humans sometimes we don't finish what we start, but God is not like that he'll finish what he started, so he started by by sending his son on the cross to bring forgiveness because Right? Of the blood of Jesus, you and I can have forgiveness for our sin to go and, and, and continue to live. You know, when Jesus found a woman, right, that had been caught in adultery and they were fixing to stone her. And Jesus told the the the, the religious leader, religion, okay, religion is different. Than relationship with God religion is ready to bring penalty for sin I'm gonna say that again religion is ready to bring penalty for sin while grace relationship with Jesus is there to take that penalty for the sin and that's what the cross was about the cross was about Jesus taking the penalty for our sin Just like the woman who was fixing to be stoned. Jesus stopped them and said, hey, if any of you guys have not sinned, throw the first stone. Well, they couldn't because we've all sinned, all of us. Romans also says that we have all sinned and, and fall short of the glory of God. And so none of them can throw the first stone. But it doesn't stop there. It didn't stop there. When they dropped their stones... The religious leaders they dropped their stones because Jesus had made that that, that reality that they, they he Jesus made them face their own sin. Said, "Hey, you guys are being hypocritical because you all sin." And they dropped their stones and they didn't they didn't uh stone the woman. But Jesus then turned to the woman and said, "Hey, who condemns you?" "Where are those who are accusing you?" she tells her. And I'm paraphrasing. And then he looks at her and says, neither do I condemn you, the cross, neither do I condemn you, signifies the cross. And then he says this, but go and sin no more, the resurrection. The cross is a sign of forgiveness, the resurrection is a sign of empowerment. Because of the cross I am forgiven and Jesus stood in the gap in between me and and the penalty of sin. But because of Jesus' goodness and, 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 and sacrifice and love, He's looking at me face to face and saying, Who condemns you? Where is the penalty for your sin? There is none. I took it on the cross. But He's looking at us now and saying, Go and sin no more. And that is where the empowerment of the resurrection comes into play for you and I. Thank you, Jesus, for the cross. Thank you for taking my penalty. I deserve, I was guilty of sin. And thank you, Father, that you paid the price. Amen. That you took my penalty for sin. Thank you, God. I want to read to you now in First Corinthians chapter fifteen. First 1 Corinthians 15 verses 20, 21 and 22. It says this, But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man. Just as everyone died, dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given life. Amen. Praise God. It makes me want to shout. Because of Adam and Eve, we've all were born in, uh, as sinners because of the fall of man. But because of the resurrection of Jesus, then you and I can have life if we belong to Christ. Everyone who belongs to Christ will be given what? A new life. Not an accessorized life. Not a bigger life. Not a stronger life, not you on steroids, or not you perfected, not uh, who you are now with the cleaned- up edges, not you after a good good uh, uh, a good uh, uh, instruction or good guidance. No, a new life that can only come through a connection and the resurrection of Jesus. You know, He died on the cross and resurrected for you. He didn't, he didn't have to. He loved you enough to die on the cross and defeat death. He had to do that so we can reconnect with Him. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, they brought separation between us and God because of disobedience. But because of Christ is obedience to the Father, he came and He died on the cross. A sinner's death. But He rose again on the third day to reconnect us back to God. Amen. He did it for you. Tell your neighbor, He did it for you. Now look to the other side and tell Him, He did it for you too. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15. He died for everyone. So that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. You want me to read that again? It's convicting. It'll step on your toes. But it'll also give you encouragement and direction. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15. He died for everyone so that those who receive His new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, that you died for me and that you gave me new life. I no longer will live for myself. I will live for you, Jesus. Thank you for dying and raising from the dead for me. Amen. In 2 Corinthians uh, just chapter 5, two verses later, in verse 17, it says this. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. Amen. You don't have to be who the past is. You don't have to be who your uh, ancestors were, who your grandparents were. You don't have to carry any of that. Because of Jesus, you can have a new life. Like I told you before, not a better you, not a stronger you, a new you, completely new, born again. Amen. Listen, the resurrected king wants to resurrect us. God is good. And He wants, amen, to resurrect us. God is good. He's loving. He's ready, waiting for us to accept the power of the cross and the resurrection and begin relationship with Him and to no longer live for our selfishness but to live for Him because because the weight of the cross and the resurrection has finally hit us, amen? Amen. I want to read through some more scripture to you. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 3, 4, 5, and 6. Ephesians 2, verses 3 through 6. says, all of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. Notice it said, used to. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy and He loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life when He raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For He raised us from the dead along with Christ And seated us with Him in heavenly realms. Because we are united with Christ Jesus. Amen. The resurrected King is looking to resurrect you. We used to live. Used to. Past tense. I no longer do it. In the way of the world. In my sin. In my selfishness. Right. In the inclinations of my sinful nature. But. Because of God's rich mercy. And because He loved me so much. I I can now be dead to sin like He died on the cross and be raised again like Christ rose again, amen, and and live a new life that can give God glory, amen. Christianity believes in a God that is alive and active. He's not just a myth or a fairy tale. He's not a Disney show. He's not just a, a story that we tell our kids this is the real deal. God is alive this morning. The stone has been rolled away. He is not there. He is risen. He is alive. It's not a fairy tale. This It has the power to transform and to change your life and your family's life and your kids and your kids' kids and even the dog. It will change everybody's life because it's real. It's empowering and it's, it's not a fairy tale. Will you choose Jesus this morning? Will you let him truly into your heart and your family and be transformed? Be completely changed. Become a new person that your coworkers don't recognize you. Your spouse doesn't recognize you. Your kids got a new mommy, a new daddy, a loving one, a patient one. Will you give your life to Jesus today? Will you give him that? He rose from the dead this morning, Easter Sunday for you. The good news is that he died and rose again for us. So we may have hope and purpose in this life. 1 John chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. My pastor says this this, uh, verse every Sunday morning. Every Sunday morning, he says this verse. Every Sunday morning, this is a part of his of his uh, sermon of his message. He says this: If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to Him, being Jesus, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness or all unrighteousness. First John. Chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins to Him, He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You have a brand new life at your fingertips. It is up to you. Jesus died on the cross. He resurrected from the dead. It is up to us. Amen? One more scripture. Romans chapter 8, verse 2. And because you belong to Him, The power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. When you say yes to Jesus, you are no longer a slave to sin. You may fall every once in a while, but you don't have to live in it. Sin doesn't have to be your lifestyle. You can be set free. You can be a freed man because of the love of Jesus. Thank you, Father for your transformational love. I trust you. I love you. You are worthy. Thank you guys for tuning in this morning. I pray that the Holy Spirit will come into your household wherever you're at and transform your life into a new one because of the because of the resurrection of Jesus and because of his death. Enjoy the rest of your day. Be mindful of Jesus and His work. Have fun with your family. Love them. Let the Holy Spirit and His love guide you today with your family and tomorrow with your co-workers and the next day and the next day. Love the Lord your God with all you got and love your neighbor as yourself. If you can do that, you, my friend, have found the key to life, the purpose For living. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for every listener. And I pray, God, that your spirit will fill them with your love, your peace, your forgiveness, Lord. And just like that woman who was fixing to be stoned, I I was guilty, and I thank you that you took the penalty of my sin. And Father, I know that you're calling me to live with a purpose, to not sin anymore, to live a lifestyle that worships you, not a lifestyle that worships sin. I thank you for making a way where there seemed to be no way. Thank you for bringing life into my dead bones. We love you. We give you glory. And we ask all this in your mighty name. And if there's anybody out there that has not made you their Lord or has been playing church or that has been doubting or that has been on the fence whether to give you their life or not, I pray that this sermon will push them over the edge and that they will take the leap of faith and make you their Lord. If I confess my sins, you are faithful to forgive me and to cleanse me, to give me a new life. If there's anybody out there that needs a new life, today is your day. God bless you.